This is exactly right. All right, Scotty, are you ready? Curdy B, I'm ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. And I'm I'm pretty sure you know what story I'm doing. <laughs> There's a couple. I saw a couple, but hit me with it. You always surprise and delight me. Behold, the Falcon sex hat, <laughs> a species-saving is... hump helmet. <laughs> oh, you you chose it because you saw me reply to that DM. This is a perfect <laughs> Kurt story. I mean, like even if you hadn't said it, I would have been like, "This is I gotta do this one." <laughs> oh. God, it's so good. Um, well, let's just get right into a little bird humping on a very lovely episode of Bananas. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas, the most sophisticated podcast you'll ever hear in your life. It's educational. It uh, it heals old wounds. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, uh, you're going to learn a lot about stuff that is useful in real life. Absolutely. That over there is one of the, the great comics of the modern times, <laughs> Kurt Brownoler, my and buddy. Sitting across from me is Banana Boy number two that he True. named himself. True. Uh, the delightful and fantastic screenwriter, Scotty Landis. Hey, um, buddy. This is, we're doing a morning recording, which is rare for us, but mm-hmm. I kind of like it. I'm energized. I, do. I like the energy because it's a, it's a different than a 3 p.m. energy. I'm feeling good. And um, um, any announcements before we bring on our guest who's so obsessed with the podcast she's listened to every single episode? Portland, Portland, Portland. April Portland. 19th. Portland, Portland, Portland. Why... Buy some tickets, Portland. It's at the Old Church on April 19th. We want to see you there. I love Portland. Portland's always a wonderful town for us. And um, I can't wait to see Seattle sold out in two days. So, Portland, you are looking like a monkey's butt compared to Seattle. Let's get you out there. Look, I don't want to do a Seattle versus Portland, okay? But if we have to do a Seattle versus Portland, we'll do it. Mm -hmm. And right now, Portland's losing by a lot. Big time. Big time. Get it together. All right. Folks, I'm so excited about our guest. Me too. Today. Our guest today is a phenomenal stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. actor, and writer. You can see her in the films Crush, currently on Hulu, and Animal mm-hmm. High. And she has a brand new digital series on Patreon right now called Pretty Gay. Please welcome Catherine McCafferty. <laughs> Woo. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I am a huge fan, and I do sound like a giant nerd. (laughs) Nope. We build each other up. This whole podcast is just about gassing each other up. So thank you. We're so flattered that you listen to Bananas. No gas lighting, gassing upping. That's what our our tagline is, and it needs a lot of work. (laughs) So Pretty Gay, tell us about Pretty Gay. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, we are releasing – we're releasing it today, but I know that this – I know how podcasts work, so this won't. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but it's it's, right now. It's Valentine's Day, February fourteenth. That's when Pretty Gay comes out. This will be out February like twentieth or something. So yeah, so um, I go on uh, I go on gay dates with queer comedians, and um, it's kind of like an interview 
style yes. like game show type thing. Yeah. And oh, there's also a game show element. Well, I said that and then I kind of wanted to put it right back <laughs> in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, okay. I I do give them a present at the end, but they don't have to okay. win anything uh, or get anything correct. Um, it's really just about me uh, tricking a bunch of cuties to go on dates. <laughs> that, that sounds nice. great. Yeah. And so they're not aware or they are aware? No, they, they know they're coming. Yeah, okay. we sent them an email, you know, so they agreed. <laughs> they signed a release. <laughs> That's it would be good. a much different show if it was a surprise interview <laughs> on a date show. <laughs> it really this is a date. <laughs> Honestly, I have been on dates like that where we neither of us know if it's a date or not, and we just keep keep trying to figure it out, you know? <laughs> you might as well say it. There does come a point to early, yeah, especially like when I moved out to L.A. and was meeting with a lot of TV executives and stuff, like taking general meetings, sometimes I would be like, do you just want to get drinks instead of meet in an office or watch each other eat salads? And I would always be like, do you want to get work drinks? And every time it was a woman executive, she'd be like, thank you for saying that. I've been on like 10 meetings that were sitting across from each other going like, is this guy flirting with me? Is this a date? It's uh -huh. always sort of a blurry line. Yeah, it is. It's a huge blurry line. And I like to really call it out and just say like, are we going to kiss? Yeah. Are we getting nice. kissing? Are we getting kissing drinks? Are we going to smooch on the mouth? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes so. that turns out, sometimes that really turns out in your favor and then you do get kissed and then sometimes not so much. <laughs> and then you just have and to then, be there. <laughs> and then you're just yeah. Lost. Okay. Do you who are, who are you on? Who is on Pretty Gay? Who are some of your guests? Uh, we have Anna Garcia. We have Hannah Pilkis, who has done the podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah, we love yes. her. She did the live show in Brooklyn. Yes. Um. So, uh, she's on. We have uh Sarah Shower. Um. We have Yasmin Monet Watkins. We have a lot of cool. yeah. I'm I'm. Oh, that's great. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Everybody go check out Pretty Gay. How do they? It's on Patreon. So is it on your Patreon or how does it how does it work? Yeah. If you how look up Google? Pretty Gay on Patreon, um, it should pop up or you can, okay. you know, follow me on the old social media and there we'll go, be there. releasing a bunch of clips for free. So if you're like, Yay. I don't have five dollars, that's OK. You yeah. Go. <laughs> you can watch it for free. That's fine. Um. You can watch some of it for free. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my business partners are like, you are crushing it. <laughs> yeah. Marketing, marketing major in college. We can feel it. She is selling it hard. Um, All right. I had Kurt. So we're doing a 10 a.m. recording today, but I was up and at him. I had something happen today. I was what? looking for a suit. I was looking for one of my suits and I couldn't find it. And I was like, I wonder if I left it last year at um, dry cleaning at the dry cleaner. Uh -huh. So I drove to the dry, the drive excuse me, to drove to the dry cleaner and was like, hey, did I leave a suit here? And she's like, what's your phone number? So I put it in and she's like, no, you didn't. And I was like, does this happen a lot? Do people just come in and say, do I have anything here? And she goes, yeah, too much, which is a very funny thing to say to a, a customer that's been going there for 10 years. <laughs> so then I was driving home without the suit, which I later found in my closet. And I was like, is there a law or a rule of how long? I thought for a moment, like maybe I left it in there for three months and they were like, see ya, and goes to Goodwill. And it turns out there are laws. 
Yeah, of how long they have states. to hold on to it for before they how give long it away. Do you think it is in California before they can give it to before they can donate it or get rid of it? I think it's going to be six months. Catherine? Oh, I was going to say six months, but you you can't <laughs> say the same answer. So nine, nine months. Nine months. It's nine months. A baby length. Yep. A baby length. Yeah. Gestation yes, of a human child. Birth it into the dumpster out back. <laughs> no, it's 90 days in California. <gasps> That's pretty quick. That's fast. And then, Catherine, do you live in New York or L.A.? L.A. Or both? Well, LA. yeah, sure, both. No. Very I'm on a lease very... in New York. <laughs> Not to <Backwards>. brag. <laughs> New York That's- and New Jersey, six months. Oh, there we go. okay. There we go. See, a and little more reasonable. It's an educational podcast. We teach all the time. But most of the, <laughs> most countries in the middle, or excuse me, most states in the middle of the country, no laws at all. No rules. It's just between you and your dry cleaner. Oh, so the dry cleaner could just be like, you, 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 like, you wait two weeks and they're just like, we donated it. Or yeah. what if they keep it? 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> they could just keep it then. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I like, like this that one. idea. And you just wear see it. Your dry cleaner wearing your suit or your dress out on the town. You're like, hey, it's been 12 days. <laughs> exactly. Sounds like a Seinfeld episode, folks. Let's write it up. <laughs> there we go. They still taking pictures on those? Yes, yeah, they are. So. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for this? Yeah, Hawk Helmet. Are you guys ready to learn? <laughs> it's an educational podcast. <laughs> it's an educational podcast. I love this rebrand. Yeah. This is. <laughs> We're going to get this into schools. Kids need to hear this show. Yeah. A uh, iguana. This was sent in by Catherine Suave uh, Ooh, from the Daily name. Chibata. Thank you, Catherine. Mm. Um, again, this was on Earth Touch News. Earth Touch News is Sounds a weird real. name. <laughs> Sounds it's, real. It's, a, it's just a little pervy for the Earth. Earth Touch. Yeah. Um, this sure. was written by Sarah Kirtes. Ooh. Mm. A lot of people Damn. say it, Scotty. She is the best in the bird biz. Behold the falcon sex hat, a species-saving <laughs> hump helmet. This is from 2016, and I am shocked, shocked that it has taken seven years for this to get to us. Yeah. Eight Me too. years. Eight years. <laughs> Uh, for conservation biologists, a day at the office might mean milking a mole rat, tickling wombat genitals, or lending a helping hand to masturbating macaques. Great writing. <laughs> it is great, especially macaques. It sounds like macaques. It's yes, great. It do. Yes, it do. Um, and with the popularity of Twitter trends like junk off, what Twitter trend is that? Uh, 2016. You have to remember, it's 2016. Oh, right. The world is a different junk place. off was big then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is June 2016. This is, or, oh no, it's March. Okay. Um, so this is before the election. Oh no, wait, the election mm-hmm. was 2015. Nope. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> so we all know that it's coming. Yeah. The golden age of virility has brought animal sex and the characters who study it into the spotlight. Okay. We thought we'd seen it all. We were wrong. We mm. were so gloriously wrong. Come on. Sarah Keard is killing it. It is with great pleasure that we bring you this. The Falcon sex hat. God, that's good. The original headgear invented by Falconer Les Boyd in the early 1970s. Great name. Serves. Great and name. Great name. Les great name. Boyd. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to know what that middle mm-hmm. name is. <laughs> it's Ian. Ian. Is it Ian? Is it Ian? Boyd. Serves as a sperm collection device that allows captive birds to mate with their keepers 
It sounds outlandish, but the simple accessory has been instrumental in the recovery of numerous species, including one of North America's flying darlings, the peregrine falcon. Yes, we brought a species back from the brink of extinction by letting its members hump our love helmets. This is amazing. That's the, collect- the collection process is quite simple. Add one frisky bird, one rubber receptacle, and one keeper who is well-versed in the art of falcon sex song. Then there's a video that you can watch. And the video is entitled, How to Artificially Inseminate a Falcon. There is a still from it where it's a guy wearing this helmet. The helmet looks like... Uh, what could, how would a I describe walnut? it? Or almost like a peanut, like a half a peanut shell, because it's got indentations like a peanut shell has, you know? Yeah, we know what those are for, yes. (laughs) It's for birds to fuck, I guess. (laughs) And and he's whistling, and then there's a peregrine falcon, I guess, humping. But, you know, bird humping looks a lot like just birds standing and flapping their wings. I thought peregrine Um, falcons were the birds that fell from the sky while they were making a moray i thought they like went really high and started having sex and then just fell like for a mile oh i don't know but they are the fastest birds they can like dive bomb it over 200 Thank miles you. an hour yeah uh-huh. um all you can hope for is that your sex partner doesn't come in too hot peregrines can have been clocked in at astonishing 200 miles per hour in a straight dive Learning to mimic falcons' vocalizations is the most direct approach in accomplishing cooperative artificial insemination, explains Boyd, who invented the cap after the widespread use of the pesticide DDT saw peregrines all but disappear in the United States. This guy's a hero. He's a hero. Science. It can do so much. It can do so much. (laughs) I mean, the first bird I hatched using it was in 1975, he says. Not me. This is Boyd. But I'm starting. But I started years before. Early versions of the hat needed to be chin strapped down tight before the male landed on it. Actually, one of the simplest ways to get the male to copulate was on the back of one's hand. I don't understand why why it's got to be on a person. Right. Yeah. You have to just be on a table and then you do yeah. like all That's the mouth close. stuff yeah. to call them in. Yeah, like or like a bird robot kind of like you even if you're like it's a puppet that you're like doing, but I don't yeah. know, I guess they need the heat from your head. I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe. I, don't know I would either. buy that if they were like it's the heat. Definitely not because we want to fuck birds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to just do it on my hand, but that wasn't enough. So I moved it right to the top of my head where I have a bird's eye view of what's going on. <laughs> Awful. Um, oh, here. Oh, this is interesting. Okay, so this is why it is. Okay. Here we um, go. Birds gain a, quote, sense of species by visually imprinting on their parents during early early development. Mm -hmm. So when a young falcon comes out of its egg, it becomes attached to the first moving object it encounters. In most cases, this would be its mother. But studies have shown the birds will form the critical social bond with just about everything from rubber boots to electric trains. <laughs> All right, a little freaky. Through Great this example. Process. Okay. <laughs> Two random examples. No, they have links. They have a links. Ball or a <laughs> surfboard. Both of those are articles you can link to, and I'm, oh, I, I can't even, I don't have time to, I can't get that much into no, you, can you have children. Yeah. <laughs> I have so other things to, to read do with to my children. life. <laughs> It is through 
this process that a captive falcon comes to regard a hairless bipedal primate as its mother and eventually as an attractive mate because it's a sense of species. So <laughs> that peregrine falcon <laughs> thinks oh it's God. a bald head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, beautiful. Brought him back from the brink, though. We got to applaud Les Boyd. I mean, it's incredible. Les Boyd is one of the heroes. I would say, let's say Les Boyd is banana of the week. I would, I, I'm going to give wow. it to him. The Thank honor. You, Les. What an honor. Yeah. Oh, have you ever been to a, a, a bird sanctuary? <laughs> can't say fishing that. for stories. No, I have not done that. I will say you that should. I was a very sensitive child and mm-hmm. I realized um, somebody told me, probably my brother, because he was older and wanted to make me cry, that the dodo bird was uh, extinct. Mm-hmm. And um, and I just decided that that was the worst thing in, on the entire planet. <laughs> and my, my parents were divorced and my dad had none of the tools to comfort a six-year-old mm-hmm. who who was just so distraught that the dodo bird Aww. was extinct when when previously I didn't even know that the dodo bird existed. Existed. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I am I am I am currently dealing with a very emotional six year old. Um and it's it is true. I sometimes I don't know when she's overwhelmed with things and I'm just like Okay, this is real for like I just keep having to remind myself like this is real for her. Right. This is real for her. Yeah, it feels like the you know, end like, of the world. The world. It is over. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, we got to get down. How can I right. How can I lock into this feeling? <laughs> Lie, just big lies. I mean, this isn't a lie, Catherine, but uh they're bringing the dodo back. Whoa. This year. So you made it. You, oh my I'm glad you stuck around God. to see this yeah. coming around, but they're bringing the dodo back. Cool. With that, with that helmet? Yeah. Yeah. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> also, if anybody they're... has one of these helmets, just for any reason, if yes. your partner has it and does this, just send us a photo. Please. We need to see a banana wearing this helmet more than anything ever in the history of time. I I mean like that would be the most insane merch to have would be a, a banana themed <laughs> falcon fuck helmet. Oh my god, let's see. Season make some. two of pretty gay. <laughs> Catherine wears a falcon fuck helmet when she tricks people into a game show where she dates them and asks for kisses. I love just throwing oh it's god. a game show yeah, in there. It's... I love it. This show is so problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds cool to me. I had um, parakeets twice, or budgies, as some people call them, and I always thought they were fine. I thought they were like the most medium pet you could ever have. Like, very cute, very pretty, kind of annoying. And then whenever you were sick of them, you would just drape a pillowcase over the cage to <laughs> shut them up. Like, what? A so- Why do humans have such strange solutions with birds specifically? But why do we want to possess birds? Like, I don't, I don't- get it. I don't really get that because that makes me yeah. sad. Put them outside. I have a mental breakdown in front of you right now. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm suddenly six. There are two red macaws that live in Griffith Park that I have seen in palm trees that what? somebody must have let go or something at any point. And I saw these two women once standing on the trail just staring off and I thought they were having like a reflective moment. Like, oh, isn't nature so wonderful? And I was like, hello. And they're like, there's parrots. 
And I was like, there are parrots. And then I realized they were looking at parrots, but I just thought the English was their second language also. So it, I won't do the accent, but they said there's parrots. And oh, I said, why won't you do the parrots. accent? No, because this podcast it was doesn't co-opt it. They said, uh, they, they were like, there are parrots. Yes. <laughs> he didn't want to do the Italian accent. Yes. To, and then I looked and there were two gigantic red <gasps> parrots in a, palm, in a palm tree. And it was amazing. It made me feel very happy. Oh, wow. There was a there was a store that used to be right down the street from where I lived. The best called Pampered Birds. The best and Pampered Birds. It was right on. It's right in Atwater Village, yeah. right on Glendale. Next to a burrito shop. Now it is a um, very fancy and kind of pretty delightful home decor store. It's gorgeous. Uh, it's very, they have really good stuff, but nothing I could afford. Of course not. Um, they're like, here's a redwood tree we cut down to make a coffee table. <laughs> you need an old rickety ladder made out of sticks for eight hundred dollars that you there couldn't is. do anything. There uh, no. is that. Yeah. What is that? That is like a you put blankets you put, on it. You put blankets yeah. on like a rickety on a rickety. Yeah, one of my exes ladder. was like very fancy, and so I learned from them what what people use these objects for. <laughs> you want a thousand dollar rickety ladder you can't climb on? <laughs> it's for your hand towels. Oh, 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 sure. oh. cool. Sure, but so this place, Pampered Birds. Full, huge glass, and it was like a. It was beautiful because it was like a domed glass uh, window, yeah. and just there, f- like not in cages, were probably I don't know six, eight, ten, eight? Yeah. yeah, a lot of parrots, parrots that were I, like the size of a toddler. They were mm. like gigantic, and they would mm. just sit there, and there was, oh. and then at a certain point, because the neighborhood just started filling up with. Um, families with children, yeah. they just eventually locked the fo- front door, and you yes, they did. And that was like the end of the store. They locked the front door, and you could only like get in by like ringing a bell. And they were like, "You're coming in here to buy bird seed," and you have to be like, "Yes," because <laughs> otherwise, kids were like just coming in and banging on it. And that was yeah. the that was the beginning of the end of pampered birds. birds. But animals, whether you're just starting your wellness journey or you're looking to build up what you already know, Audible is here to help. With a wide range of wellness and well-being content, Audible is sure to have something for you no matter where you're at on your journey. Audible helps you get closer to voices that can change your perspective and enhance your life all in one easy-to-use app. Audible members can keep one title a month from the whole catalog. Sure. And with the Audible app, you can listen anytime and anywhere. I'm actually listening to something for my mental health journey. It's called 21 Days of Meditation. It's free on Audible. It's 21 separate episodes. I'm six days in. It's so nice to relax and meditate. I listened to, um, there's a new Murderbot book out by Martha Wells, if you love the Murderbot series, which is just fun. If you want to have fun, listen to a Murderbot story uh, by Martha Wells, and I listen on uh, Audible. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash bananas or text bananas to 500 500 that's audible.com slash bananas or text bananas to 500 500 to try audible free for 30 days audible.com slash bananas bananas give me one scotty i would love to yeah i'll do another positive one i feel like this is a very positive episode i mean we're learning um Baby found alive in tree after being sucked up into a tornado. <gasps> no. What the? Good headline. Oh, my God. 
good headline. This is this, a good episode. This is, oh, of course it is. Uh, we're secretly on a game show. Kristen <laughs> Fortman sent this in. We're Christy, all on a date. You sent this in. Yeah, we're all on a date. I'm gay now, which is fine, honestly. And that's how that works. <laughs> you become gay, and then we date. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Christy Fortman sent this in a couple months ago. Thank you, Christy. Baby found a live entry after being sucked up into a tornado on BBC News. That one's pretty real. Written by best in the natural disaster baby biz, Chloe Kim. Oh, Chloe, thank you. So, Curdy, you've had children, so you know how mm-hmm. small a four-month-old baby is. A four-month-old baby yeah. was found alive after the child was sucked up into a tornado Whoa. in Tennessee. Oh, my Whoa. God. They have Whoa. none of the skills said, to survive. No, just no. just just, just aerodynamic. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a little like it's larger than a football, but it's not much larger than a football. Maybe yeah, uh, yeah. football yeah. and a burrito put together. <laughs> yeah, football holding a burrito. Yeah, that makes that's what that's it's a baby. That's a baby. <laughs> that's a baby. Uh, the couple said a deadly tornado tore apart their mobile home, picking up a bassinet with the baby still inside of it. Oh my god, they were inside. Yeah. I mean, like you. Yeah, think they didn't you're throw safe. this baby. Yeah, they. <laughs> they, they weren't were running with the baby. They weren't trying to get rid of storm. the baby. <laughs> whoa! 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 Um, he survived and was discovered in a fallen tree in the pouring rain. The <gasps> baby and his one-year-old brother and parents only suffered minor cuts and bruises. Oh my God! Thank God! Incredible. As the tornado approached, the mother of two, twenty-two-year-old Sydney Moore said the roof of their mobile home ripped off. I mean, so pure scary. horror movie. Yeah. Um, Twisters uh, coming out in the theater soon with uh, mm-hmm. the guy with the face. Uh, the tip of the tornado came down and picked up the bassinet with my baby. Uh. Okay, so this part is confusing. I had to read it like 10 times. The baby's name is Lord. Okay, L- L-O-R-D. Lord. Lord. Lord, and that's Bold. why it was saved. Bingo. But that is, thank you. Bingo. That is a bold name. I read this so many times and I'm like, what is happening? So the tip of the tornado came down and picked up the bassinet with my baby Lord in it. And the one-year-old's name is Supreme Commander. (laughs) This is Lord. This is Supreme Commander. Kurt, you're not too far off. Uh, (laughs) Miss Moore grabbed her one-year-old son, Princeton. (laughs) Princeton and Lord. So one's going Ivy League and one's going straight to those pearly gates. But not yet. Um, as the ter- <laughs> uh, he was the first thing to go up, she said about the bassinet. So like it rips the roof off, and the first thing to fly out of their mobile oh, home was God. their four month old lord in That's a bassinet. Terrifying, dude! It is so crazy. Uh, her boyfriend and the boy's father lunged to protect Lord in the bassinet, but ended up getting picked up by the tornado too. <gasps> Oh, my God. And he was okay, too? He was just minor cuts and bruises. Uh, he was holding onto the bassinet the whole time, and they went into circle, she said, and then they got thrown, Miss Moore said. As it was happening, Miss Moore grabbed her one-year-old son, Princeton. Something told me just to jump and run on, uh, to run and jump on top of my son, Miss Moore said. Mm-hmm. Literally, the moment I jumped on him, the walls collapsed around us. I was being crushed. I couldn't breathe. I mean, power mom, too. Dear yeah. God. Wow. After the tornado passed, Miss Moore was able to uh, escape the crush of the rubble with Princeton. She and her boyfriend immediately started searching for Lord. 
After looking for their baby in the pouring rain, they found the child alive in what Miss Moore says it looked like a little tree cradle. Wow. So the baby landed in a tree in tree branches that were just holding it. I thought he was dead, Miss Moore said. I was pretty sure he was dead and we weren't going to find him. But there he is, and that's by the grace of God. Wow. You know, even is... if you're not religious, uh-huh. that one, it makes you wonder. Well, I guess it makes you wonder why the tornado hit the house in the first place. <laughs> no, no, it, no, like, no, 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 no. Now you're point. asking too many questions, Connie. <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> but maybe it was just like proving a point. Like, exactly. I can do this to you at any point. Yeah. But also, I'm a and that's what God does proves points. Yeah. It's not that it's just random on both ends. It's not that. <laughs> the great neuron in the sky has a plan for all of us. The children in Miss Moore escaped with only, again, minor cuts and bruises, but the boyfriend suffered a broken arm and shoulder. Caitlin Moore, so I was wrong, Kurt. He had a broken arm and shoulder. Okay. Uh, which makes more sense when you're spinning around the room holding onto a bassinet in <laughs> a trailer park. I mean, like, awesome move on his part as well. Power dad. Yeah. These are two powerful people. According to their Go GoFundMe, which I'll look up. I don't know if it still exists. This is about two months old. Lord looked like he was placed gently in a tree, as if an angel guided him to safe uh, safety in okay. that spot. Okay. I will die for my kids. That's not even a question. And my boyfriend would do the same thing. Miss Moore said, "Yes, pretty wild. That is amazing. Whoa, good ending. I think crazy. about earthquakes a lot." For some sure reason, I, I'm always thinking, what if an earthquake hit right now? Um, and I'm always like, I can't I can't in my mind figure out if it's better for me to like do all fours over my kids. Yeah. Because I worry then if something comes down on my back that then I'll like crush them or like to like get them on my side. So if something comes down, it could kill me. But then there, maybe I would make like a wall for their body. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So those are the things I think about. I all think the time. it's the second one, though, right? I'm constantly thinking do. about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't have children, but <laughs> have you? But I'm constantly wanting to LA save earthquake. Them. Yes, <laughs> and birds, everything. You're very sensitive adult. <laughs> um, did you feel any of the most recent earthquakes? There was the 4.7 last week. Yeah, I was. Uh, well, I was in the kitchen of a house that I work in, and there was a cat in the kitchen, and I, I was just like doing whatever, and then the cat looked at me weird, and I was like, maybe there was an earthquake, but I didn't oh, feel really? it. The cat, like, yeah, me and the cat just had a moment, and then somebody texted me, and I was like, I didn't feel. I was standing, and I didn't feel it. Yeah, yeah. Did you feel it, Scotty? I didn't, but I've felt a bunch of them before. And the weirdest thing, or I don't know what the word is, the dumbest thing about earthquakes is a lot of times they only last about three seconds or so. And it usually takes you three seconds to figure out what's going on. So usually by the time you figure out an earthquake's happening, it's over. So like your prep, like I have so many fantasies in my head of what to do. The yeah. one that hit on July 5th a few years ago was pretty good. And my cabin was like really rocking back and forth. And I remember I like got down and I crawled under like a breakfast counter. And but I then I realized I'd plugged my phone in before I did that. Like I had taken the time to plug my phone in before <laughs> I ran for shelter. That's really funny. So I, I guess my get some baby, texts. Yeah, yeah, I might get some hot ass DMs. I better no, but it was. Uh, they're pretty wild. But every other one, I go, was that an earthquake? And then it's already over. Oh man, yeah, this one I did not. I was, 
I was in a, a precarious situation, actually. I was, we had hiked down. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, I was trying to get to a, um, a new campsite. <laughs> Shut up, Scott. Well, I was like, I'm picturing you like on a unicycle with a wheelbarrow full of light bulbs <laughs> and a kazoo. And I'm like, yeah, that could be bad. That could be bad. But hiking is bad. That's also bad. We were, because we were hiking down, we we're trying to get to this new campsite to see if it was like a good place for us to backpack to. It was mm. me and Derek Brown. And, and it was like so many river crossings and the river was really high because it was like two days after that like thousand, two thousand year storms or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so we were kept going back and forth across this river and it was like very exhausting. So it was like three, three and a half miles of going back and forth across the river like 36 mm-hmm. times. So then we find ourselves in a like canyon with oh, a boy. raging river in between yeah. us and 80 foot tall, just sheer granite cliffs on either side. Oh and like that's where we were when the when it hit but we didn't feel it were you with a great outdoor explorer or were you with a poet i was with a poet but he's a <laughs> he's a former paratrooper and okay. a poet okay good i <laughs> didn't he, know that <laughs> yeah he was a paratrooper oh, okay. um but he is he's a good poet very fantastic poet and funny comedian Catherine, any near-death experiences in your life have you ever seen your life flash before your eyes i Start to shake my head, but that's I've absolutely had that happen on my birthday. Um, like last year, maybe two years ago, I don't remember, but I was coming back from a, a comedy festival, um, and I was driving into Denver to fly out of Denver, uh, from Vail, and it started to snow just like a little bit. And I was yeah, like, this is fine, whatever. And, um, and then, and I'm not a good driver by anyone's standards. Um, okay. Yeah. And I know that about myself. Yeah, and, be honest. And then we're like on the top of a mountain mm-hmm. and I just see like, like semis are stopped. Cars are just like sideways. And yeah. I was like, oh, this yes. is bad probably. And then, um, <laughs> You know, and you're coming down from of... Vail back to Denver. Yeah, from Vail to Denver. That's so a scary. Bad. That's like there's a no that railings. Road is no, very there's steep. there are parts of the mountain that have railings, and then other ones where they went. Ah, this one doesn't need it. <laughs> and I was at a part where the people were like, "No, they'll be fine," and I was not fine. I uh, I couldn't Ooh, get so a grip, scary. and that's so like so my scary. car like spun out, and then I was near the edge and um and i was you know hyperventilating and then i called um i called my stepdad because i didn't want to worry my mom (laughs) (laughs) i called that's nice and i was like okay so and then i just immediately lost all of my shit and started crying Mm -hmm. and he not really understanding how to help, uh, just woke my mom up. And <laughs> good, good, <laughs> which was correct, honestly. And my mom to this day was like, You're very good in a crisis because you listen to whatever the other person is telling you to do, um, versus like trying to logically get out of it in any way. I was just like, I'll do what 
whatever yeah. you say I should do. And we were flip in the car that... upside down, use it as a sled, yeah. slide down the side of the mountain. Yeah. I was like, whatever you say, I'm doing. And uh, yeah, in that that situation, we were on the phone, kind of with her, and she was trying not to lose her shit. Um, and yeah, I could tell she had like the the mom calm voice of being like, okay. Mm. So I'm going to need you because she's trying not to cry. And mm-hmm. um, and we were in that situation for just over an hour. Um, oh, and no. then people. So you were still driving down. You were still driving. Yeah. Down. Trying to like uh, trying to get traction and then not getting traction. And then the goal was just to get me from the farthest lane to like closer to the mountain versus the edge of the mountain yeah but also not to hit another car because we're all we're all in the same situation like no one had most people didn't have traction some people were like getting out of their car and putting like chains on their and i'm like i don't even understand what that is I don't yeah. know. <laughs> My car doesn't have chains on the no, tires. I so rented this sorry. car, so I was like, I don't even know what kind of car I'm in. <laughs> yeah. It's a red car. It's got at least three tires. Uh, I had the same exact thing happen on the same exact stretch of 70 from Vale to Denver, and it was the scare it was the most scared I've ever been as an adult. Yeah. Same wow. exact thing. Got caught in like a flash blizzard had no chains and was in a rental car and was like, I could see the edge. And when you're going the way we're talking about, which I guess is East, you're, if you're on the outside lane, the slow lane, you're on the side of the mountain. Yeah. And trucks are, so I got behind a pick, a tractor trailer that was going very slow and I put blinkers on and rode five feet behind that guy and just rode in his, where he was making like traction marks so it it was so scary i was like flop sweat radio off Mm -hmm. like just holding the wheel being like this could be it dummy this could be it this might be i might die and it was my birthday i was like i might die on my birthday (sighs) and my Uh. mom had um she was supposed to fly into i was flying out of denver into la to move out of the apartment that i had shared with my (laughs) ex-fiance oh no great Oh my God! Awesome. That was what happened right before that. That's what was happening right after that. If I survived, which I did, so then I did get to you know my treat, Move my on. little treat, A new start, <laughs> your oh, reward. Yeah. Yeah. I survived. Now I have the 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 torture of existence. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Like sliding in a car, I think is one. It's the scariest because it happens so slowly. Yes, where you're going, oh no, 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 and there's no thing you can do, and it feels so powerless. Oh, mm-hmm. it's the worst feeling. Mm. All right, I'll tease us here. I'll tease, tease us, us into, into some, some uh, shout outs. Some shout outs. What do I we got, got? So many. Jesus. What do we got? Okay, you know what? This is just an easy, fun one. Um, why make it hard? It's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Chat GPT, Candy Hearts. That's all I'm telling you. Hey, Bananimals, mm-hmm. are you looking to learn a new language? Mm-hmm. Do you got learn a new language on your bucket list? A lot of people do. So if that's you, make this year the year you check it off your list with Babbel. 
Do not pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't work. They don't help you speak the language, but Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start learning a new language in as little as three weeks. All of Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and rooted in real-life situations. And a college student even found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to doing a full semester at college. I do Babbel with my six-year-old. Yes. She is in a uh, dual immersion school, so we uh, so we do it, you know, at, like every night, every other night. When we can do it, we'll sit down for 10, 15 minutes, and we'll do Babbel together. And it helps me, you know, because right now she's essentially learning a secret language that, mm-hmm. po- that I do not understand that she'll be able to communicate <laughs> in. And so this is one way for I use to uh, try and keep up with her. And it is so easy to use, and it's so fun to use. I highly recommend recommend it. Here's a special limited time deal for our Bananimals. Right now, you can get 50% off a one-time payment for lifetime Babbel subscriptions, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash bananas. Get 50% off babbel.com slash bananas, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bananas. Rules and restrictions may apply. I have so many shout outs, but I'm going to do four. Uh, Carrie Ann wants to shout out her straight A 11 year old bananimal. 11 year old listens to bananas. Anna G. This I has feel been so a... bad about all the drug stories now. <laughs> yes. No, educational. Also... educational. 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 It's good to hear both sides of the argument. <laughs> um, this has been a big year for Anna. She started sixth grade and started listening to bananas and is crushing both. She nice. got a 4.0 on her report card. Right Anna's on. parents got her bananas merch for Christmas. Oh, hell yeah, Anna. So, Anna, thanks for being the coolest sixth grader in San Francisco. Guess what? I'm going to take away Les Boyd's Banana of the Week. Screw that guy. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to give it to Anna. Anna's Banana of the Week. Anna That's Banana right. of Anna the Banana Week. Anna Banana G. And uh, yeah, Carrie Ann, DM us. We'll send you some stuff. Hell yeah. Um, Jeremy Snook sent this one so long ago. Jeremy, I apologize. Jeremy wants to shout himself out for finally making his first album of his own original songs and musics. Music. He re- released the album for free online, and he did it all by himself. He bought nice. cheap microphones. He recorded in his place, and he feels such a sense of pride and accomplishment. So, if you want to support Jeremy and check out his music, yes. you can go to his Instagram, which is Jeremy Snook Songwriter on Instagram, and that's S N O O K Songwriter, and give it a listen. Way to go, go Jeremy. listen. You it achieved nice. your goal. Congratulations. Go listen, everybody. It was recorded on cheap microphones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like this podcast. Like this um, podcast. All great things are on cheap microphones. Actually, Catherine has a very nice microphone. You do. You oh, really do. thank you. Yeah. Have you ever recorded Somebody got it for me, album? so I can't. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's cool. Real treat. I know. Anna Vacado. Anna Vacado uh, wants to shout out her father, Mario. Mario. I guess it's Mario Vacado. Uh, he wants, oh, he really loves reading the news and sending the whole family daily articles. And Anna's been trying to get Mario, <laughs> handsome, intelligent, vigorous Mario, my words, not his daughter's, <laughs> to listen to bananas. And she's hoping this shout out will finally do it. Mario, you gotta we listen. do dumb news, bud. Send it to your friends. Send it to us. And last but not least, 
Kath, oh, this is a nice one. Catherine with a K wants to shout out her friend Brian, who is one of the best and kindest humans. He's talked openly about his struggles with alcoholism and has now landed his dream job. Uh, Catherine is so proud of him and says, in college, Brian would always say goodbye by saying, have an auspicious day. And now he's living an auspicious life. So Yay. keep having an auspicious life, Brian, and uh, stay sober. Yeah. Dry 69 it if you have to. Dry 69 it, folks. That's it, um, Curdy B. Thank you so much, Scotty. And of course, we are here with the fantastic and fantabulous and wonderful true. Uh, Catherine McCafferty. You can watch her new digital series, Pretty Gay, right now on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. How's your stand-up going? You feeling good about it these days? Oh, what a question. Um, I, <laughs> I'm actually I'm I'm going to Edinburgh this um this yes, summer for that. the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And so Congrats. Yeah. Uh, so You've I'm gone like, before, right? I've I went last year um and did like the free fringe for just seven days because you can do okay. kind of like a truncated run. And I would mm-hmm. recommend if you are taking a show to Edinburgh, go do the free fringe first. I, it was a great experience. And also you just get exposed to kind of what the festival is. Um, yeah. But I'm going to go for the full month uh, this summer uh, with a one woman show. And it kind of incorporates just all of my stand up from the past like eight years. Um, Great. So that's exciting. A lot of writing, a lot of um, I, I'm excited to like to do it. I've been working on it for so long that now I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's about that. Yeah. Now it's about Your finding stand-up. now it's about finding the life in it again. Yeah. You know, Yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And learning well, new audiences. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and sure. also like the fact that you'll be doing it so much, you can start improvising in between the little cracks yeah. and it'll just become by the end. It'll be something that you're so, so, so proud of. Yeah. Have you ever done that festival? Have you guys ever I've done it? Many, many yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. I've done it about five years. Scotty came out once. Okay. And of yeah, course- we did a live pilot recording once. We yeah. did, Kurt and Kristen did a live show in a theater with British guests uh, in character, and we wrote a whole hour long show that, that never I don't went even to series that That's I don't so think fun. even we understood. Yeah. We didn't understand it. No, people were like, do this. And we're like, oh, oh okay. It was very much like, I don't know what's happening. That feels yeah. like fringe, though. That feels like the perfect, you know, yeah. you're just over there being a clown and you're like, it killed, good? though. The show did great. Kurt and Kristen were yeah. amazing and they still didn't pick it up. Um, and we had three comedians, yeah, character comics. And the idea was Kurt and Kristen hosted like a chat show and then character comedians would come on in character and we'd sort of interview and do bits with them. And like we tried to switch some things up and write some material, and those three comics stuck to their fucking script, like their own script and their own characters, so hard that it was just like, like Kurt said, we were kind of like, okay, we'll just do this twice, and the crowd <laughs> seems to enjoy it. We don't know what's going on in our own show. Uh, they gave, uh, and but Kurt and I lived together in Edinburgh for a couple weeks and had a great time. It was so fun. It's so fun. It was a, it, of course, every time I've ever gone. We've maybe had, out of 30 days, had one day of not rain. And the two weeks we were there with Scotty, fucking sunny and 75 every single day. And he kept walking around just going, I love this weather. (laughs) This is the best. Always, always sunny in Edinburgh. That's Mm. what they say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, classically known for the sun. (laughs) 
<laughs> Get used to it. Well, All have right. fun. I am glad I asked that question then, because that's yeah. a good answer. Oh, can I ask one more question? Because I've never done the free fringe. Um, and like, do people come? Do people come to the free fringe? Yeah, we had like a crazy good turnout. Um, because I split the hour with Ellery Smith, who's a stand-up. Okay. And, yeah, she's funny. And yeah, and she's actually one of the guests. Also, I'm pretty gay. And um. And so we had no expectations. We were in the basement of a burrito shack. Um, yeah. And we were like, if one person comes, one person comes. Amazing. But yeah. because of our time, and I think it was like around lunchtime, and the Free Fringe does have like an app now, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of people will just like look up shows last minute. We had yeah. like a steady group of like 10 to 15 people every Every afternoon. That's great. In the basement of a burritos shack. So yeah. I would say they have much better venues than that. Um, like Claire Wallner, um, who's a very funny clown, she had sold out shows and she did the free fringe. She had a great venue because it was like in a bar at 11 p.m. So she would just yeah. go into uh-huh. the bar and be like, come see my show. And then people would. Yeah. That's it's great. The best. That's so fun. If you guys ever have a chance to go, it's really it's a, it's an in, it's an intense and insane place to be. Four hundred shows, I think, in thirty days. It's like looney tunes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, all right, here it is. This is easy and sweet. This mm. is from twenty twenty because mm. you know mm. now they would nail these. Yeah. This was so in twenty twenty they used ChatGPT two, which was the idiot stepchild stepbrother of. ChatGPT three and four that's out now that are okay. like you know gonna eventually kill us get all. Rid sure. of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of uh, writers in general. So Fine. I'm ready. These are wonderful though. They're a real treat. This is for this is for Valentine's Day. It's just it's, it's short, simple, and sweet. I, that's right. Here we go. I'm just gonna read a bunch. These are all candy hearts, and they printed them up and made them, which is really great. That's um, nice. these are all created by uh, ChatGPT two. Um, fart booby. Uh, so sweet. That's the first so sweet. one. It's so sweet. Another one just says buns, buns, buns. Well, that that's good. good. <laughs> um, candy hole. <laughs> My nickname in middle school. Mouthy hamster. <laughs> that's pretty um, good. Horse loop. Dancing on a loaf. Uh, beans. One is just beans, beans, and it looks beautiful. On the, they should make these. I don't know why they haven't. It's so crazy. Oh, it would sell out in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> God, it got me. I couldn't say it. Oh, uh, this was woof, woof, woof. <laughs> Which actually. It does kind of sound like a, a like a version of Hubba Hubba or something yeah. like that. Something you'd say. Woof, woof, woof. So it's woof up top, and then hoof hoof is one word below it. Um, oh, God. Fu- I wish I didn't already have a production company name, because woof, hoof hoof productions. People oh are like, I, do we pitch to them? <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Woof, woof, woof. I'll just do a couple more. Um, okay, bro. <laughs> Perfect. That would the work. The end. Uh, fight, fight, work. fight. The end? Yeah, the end. Just nice. beautiful. That's a good way to break um, up with someone on Valentine's Day. And I think the most accurate one from a lot of people out there, mild feel. 
And that was sent in. That, of course, was sent in by Boston Adrian. Thank you, Boston. Boston Adrian. God, that's so funny. Uh, and then that was uh, I found it on Nerdist, but it was all over the internet. Yeah, I don't know why that would do better than any of the other ones. I know they did like dumb ones this year. I can't remember what it was, but they did do like intentionally. Oh, maybe there were breakup ones this year, and everybody was like, "Oh, awesome! This is something new." But honestly, just let AI run wild with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please, I don't know why they haven't made those. Gosh, it. I don't either. Send um, us home, Scotty. Okay, let's see. This was sent in by Sav Harv. Thank you, Sav Harv. This is another nice one. This is just a pleasant episode. What a great episode. Love it. An enigmatic man who lived frugally left his New Hampshire town millions of dollars they never knew he had. Wow. Okay. This is such a long story. Bananimals, I'm not going to do the whole thing, but if you want to read this feel-good story, it was on NBC News, and it was written by the Associated Press, who are very good at what they do. Hinsdale, New Hampshire. Jeffrey Holt was an unassuming caretaker of a mobile home park in Hinsdale, New Hampshire, where he lived a simple but curious life. Residents would see Holt around town in threadbare clothes, riding his lawnmower, headed to the convenience store, parked along the main road, reading newspapers, or just watching cars pass. He did odd jobs for others and rarely left town. Despite having taught driver's ed to high schoolers, Holt had given up driving a car and opted for a bicycle (laughs) and then finally a riding lawnmower. I mean, this guy is so good. Uh, His mobile home uh, in the park was mostly empty of furniture, no TV, no computer either, and the Mm. legs of his bed went through the floor. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of that's a lot of rodents coming into your Talk house. Talk about night. woof hoof hoof. Yeah. He <laughs> said he had everything he wanted, but he didn't want oh he said he seemed to have everything he wanted, but didn't want much, said Edwin Smokey Smith, Holt's best friend and former employer. When Holt died earlier this year, he died with a secret. He was a multimillionaire. And what's more, he gave it all away to his community of four thousand two hundred people. His brief will instructions said that his $3.8 million were to go to the town of Hinsdale to benefit the community in areas of education, health, recreation, and culture. That's so sweet. Wow. That's amazing. You don't need a ladder for your towels. You just save that money. Thank you. (laughs) Put them on the the floor. Put your towels on the floor like a normal millionaire would do. (laughs) Um, I don't think anyone had any idea he was that successful, said Steve DiOrio, chairperson of the town's select board. I'm just saying words. uh, Who occasionally would wave to Holt from his car. (laughs) Nice. Uh, I know he didn't have a whole lot of family, but nonetheless, to leave it to the whole town where he lived, it's a tremendous gift. He is... Jeffrey Holt has entered power banana step. He this has. is rare, this but is this so is power cool. bananas. I agree 100%. Um, and it also reminds me, do you have more to the story? No, I can add okay. more, but just keep going. I like that um, you're reminded. My my mom, so there was a dude who worked, so my mom was a pediatric nurse. Uh, she worked on the pediatric floor of Monmouth Medical in, in Long Branch, New Jersey Very for nice. 30 years or something. And there was a man, who I and I kind of like grew up on the pediatric floor because my mom is single yeah. mom. She wouldn't have like somebody to watch me on the weekends. I would just go to work with her if she had to work on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. And there was always a dude who was very friendly to me who was the janitor, my, Mr. Oh. Nagy. And Mr. Nagy was there for, I don't know, like 30 years. He was checklist. He, 
I, I guess he was from Yugoslavia before mm-hmm. the Czech Republic became came into existence. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was an immigrant from Yugoslavia and lived by himself and lived incredibly frugally in the same way. Mm-hmm. And it was like 10, like when my mom was leaving the hospital, she went and started working for a, a uh, like a doctor across the street. She looked at like, she was fine. Like Mr. Nagy just seemed confused or something. She went down and like talked to HR about it. And they're like, he hasn't worked here. Like he has not gotten a paycheck from us in the last five years. He just continues to come to work. And like he was getting a pension from the hospital, but he was just like, this is what I do. I go to work. Um, and was like living incredibly frugally. My mom ended up taking care of him and like getting him into a like assisted living facility because he was like living in not great conditions and everything. And then visited him like every almost like every other day, like brought him stuff and all that sort of stuff. And then when she when she died, he had like six hundred thousand dollars in his bank account that he just had never ever ever touched wow and of course he, but he didn't I, he didn't donate it to anybody it just like literally went to the state um like well, that's just, like, took not a great <laughs> ending not a great <laughs> the three of us would have taken that off his hands very quickly but that's a lovely story man yeah. what a pleasant episode of bananas this was it is Such a delight. it really is um, Catherine, well, where can they find you? Where can they plug? Like, what's your socials? What's your stuff? Yeah, they can find me online at Catherine with a C underscore McCaff. <laughs> yeah. Again, great at marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, I don't need the full name. <laughs> They'll find I me. I said, why? <laughs> I got but, six of the letters in there. We could do this underscore thing and we'll shorten the whole the whole jammer. It's just C <laughs> underscore M underscore. They'll find me online. I'll figure it out. No. It's just numbers. <laughs> At numbers. <laughs> I can't. You, you got to go with Caddy Mac Mac. That's, a, that's what I would say for your mm. next handle. Caddy mm. Mac Mac. So I named my phone Mac Daddy. Um, mm-hmm. Smart. Which to me makes total sense. But now, like, if anybody in any context that doesn't know me super well wants to, like, airdrop me, it's a story. <laughs> yeah. It sure is. Well, so, thanks for coming on Bananas. Everybody check out Pretty Gay. Go right now. Run. Don't walk. Thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are delightful. You are. Come back anytime. <laughs> Bananas. <laughs> I like my <laughs> Bananas is an exactly right media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The catchy bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananas.